Welcome to welcome to <laughs> Echo. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels. This is a video game music podcast, episode eighteen three. My name is Rob Nichols. Uh, Echo. Rob Nichols Arpeggio. <laughs> Arpeggio. Rob and Arpeggio. Nichols. Rob hey. <laughs> Burnell. Um, every week we hang out and we listen to great video game music of all generations and all consoles, all timelines. As long as we put the music back where it belongs before. Before it splits off into an alternate timeline. Exactly. Yeah, we, we, it's on loan. It's like it's like a library, the time library. <laughs> Timebrary. Timebrary. <laughs> Tonberry. Mm. Oh, I love Tonberries. <laughs> the Tonberries. Yes, I don't know. Which ones were the Tonberries? Are the ones that had like the little knife and they came at you? And they, yeah, the shiving tadpoles. And, and Final Fantasy shiving tadpoles. Those things were <laughs> brutal. And, and, to this and day, they turn into a murderous frog when they're older. I gotta say. From an RPG perspective, I don't think there's been a creepier monster to exist uh, yeah. than the Tonberry. Like games, I mean, you've got games like the Shadow Hearts games and like horror, th- other horror themed RPGs where yeah. they go out of the way like, here's a monster whose eyeballs are falling out. Uh-huh. But there's something <laughs> to be said about just the fact that the Tonberry mm. looks so unassuming yeah. and unconcerned. Oh, you have eyeballs falling out. Yeah, well, I have a tadpole with a knife. And a lantern. Ooh, Don't forget the lantern. It. And the he's, lantern, he's, yeah. He's on his way to the mine. Slowly walking towards you. <laughs> you think he's just passing by, and then he just stops and stabs you in the kneecap and kills you. <laughs> like, I thought we were friends. And then you just tip over. He's like, I don't understand. This guy is just cruel, but... The Tom Berry, if anybody's got an alternative, I'd love to hear it because right now I think I think Rob agrees. Oh yeah, we're looking for all we, we were looking for um, alternative Tom Berries. Yes, creepiest monster in RPGs. Need more Tom Berries. Yes, we're, we're running out. <laughs> we're low on Tom Berry. Well, I just gotta I guess gotta work uh, gotta tweak on these graphics. <laughs> I'm just tightening up these Tom Berry graphics. Oh God, don't even say it because <laughs> that just makes me think Final Fantasy 16 is gonna have like this jacked buff Tom Berry. Yeah. Who's not carrying a knife? He's carrying a machete. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, he's carrying a Buster Sword. <laughs> and he's just like sauntering up, like, "Yeah, I'm going to cut you." What was, you going to do you know, about it's, it? It's a Tonberry Muso game, but it's just don't like, you dare! You're, you're like you're, you are the Tonberry. That would be the most if Muso games aren't bland enough. <laughs> that would be the most oh, ultra bland Muso game. Saying it, dude. Can you just imagine? Like, what? okay, what? we need to get to the other side of the map, but Tonberry's uh-huh. just tiptoeing across the map. Just stabbing guys as they run up to him, like step, 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 step. Like it would be the most slow paced, yet also overpowered <laughs> Muso game to ever exist. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, it's funny. Like we we usually see each other like a couple times over the weekend, but we didn't this weekend. So I feel like I haven't seen you in like weeks. It's been forever. But it was just last week we did the um, the live streamed episode, which was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was really good. Um, that's on YouTube now. You can go check that out. YouTube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. Just going to say that one more time. I, we have like 700 subscribers. I don't know what they're watching. Music. Fine. Yeah, they're watching the music. And I keep telling myself, I'm going to start recording it. statements. I'm going to start recording statements. But then I never sit down to record footage to go over the statements. So I haven't done it. Oh, yeah. But like. Well, we can do that. We can do that together sometime. That'd be I can fun help, I can help. Yeah, I can help with that. At least to get the ball rolling. You're not alone, Purnell. Well, and that's in some countries. <laughs> but, and then less. Unless. <laughs> We're not doing that again. But so have you been playing anything as of late? Anything no, wacky tacky? No, I haven't been playing anything. I, I You're was, playing Tetris Effect. I know. I, I sat down on the couch and I was thinking to myself, why? 
I haven't been playing anything. I, I, I did a couple of Gungeon runs, um, and I got to the fifth floor twice trying to get the, uh, the TV there. Failed miserably. <laughs> but no, yeah, I haven't really been playing anything at all. I, I'm trying to think of like what, what I want to play. I haven't been making time for um, I, I feel like I haven't been playing enough DDR like two times a week isn't enough so mm. <laughs> that's the problem now is like I'm so obsessed it's just not enough um, <laughs> what should I play tell me tell me Persona 5 Persona 5 no it's hard to say because hey, on one hand else, I'm like what else should I play <laughs> Persona 5 Royale <laughs> Persona, Persona 5 Royal oh Royale yeah when that comes in. so it's like it's me against a hundred other people playing Persona mm, no no god that would be no <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> I'm trying. I wish I could think of something else right now, but my mind is aloof of like recommendations. Mm. Like I'm just jumping around. I'm still trying to play through Trails in the Sky, but I keep putting it off for other games. Yeah, I, I should. I, I know. I, I was doing the re. I was doing the replay of Final Fantasy X. We got to the we're just about the very end of that, and I'm looking forward to the part where it's just like collecting things and grinding and just looking for all the hidden stuff because that's fun. I enjoy that. Um, but the, I don't know if I want to get into another RPG or if I want to get into like a weird. Like indie style game, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, maybe by next episode I can like have like a whole table of them. Like here's the 25 games you haven't played. That'd be the next episode. Games Rob should play. Actually, there you go. Write that down. Yeah, um, everyone, write in um, uh, uh, Facebook and Rhythm and Pixels on Hotmail.com. Admittedly, yes. What should if, I play? Because if you don't, I'll just pick all of them, <laughs> and that'll be the episode. <laughs> Um, it may be, it would be okay. a lopsided one because that would mean that every pick would be mine. <laughs> but then the alternative could be an episode where every pick is robbed. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's possible. But um, I see. And then and then I have to play one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That, that okay. Is here we go. Here we caveat go. Caveat there. But there has to be some kind of um, like not just a reward, but like a uh, like a risk. System. The reward is you have fun. No, no, I know. But if I don't do it, I need like some kind of. I need to be punished somehow, right? Like yeah, you probably have to go out, like wear a sailor suit to work like or I, something. I, for like, I have to give you five dollars or something. Oh, I like money. Yeah, <laughs> you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. If you don't play the game, I get paid. Deal. So sold. We should do that. Okay. So next episode, um, we decide what I'm gonna play, and if I don't play it, um, I owe Pernell money. Yes. So <laughs> because it's safer than owing our listeners money. That's right. So by all means, get real creative. I'm gonna do it. Like I said, this you- is what this is what people do when they when they like they feel like they need to exercise but they don't. They, th- they set up like those things where it's like, oh, if I don't exercise this week, I have to spend put, put $10 into a charity or something. Yeah. For me, it's like, if I'm not going to play video games, I'm going to give money to Pernell. That's right. That's I'm, right. I am the best charity. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you're just this, you're keeping me honest. Better believe it. That's right. Of course, the downside of my time is like, what happens if Pernell doesn't play? He'll have to go to the gym five times a week instead of three. <laughs> if you uh, get a game over, you have to do 20 sit-ups. If, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, It'll be heavy. Set up like a little list. <laughs> play Celeste, and it's like how many? How many? How many well, death, that game doesn't have a game, game over. Yeah, so. there's no game over. Just just deaths. Yeah, so I'd be safe. Um, anyway, it, it, talking about Celeste, our, we're doing one more favorites episode. Yes, because before we get it into was, the craziness of the rhythm and pixels universe, it was originally going to be the if we don't get enough suggestions for the Patreon. But then once we did, it was like well. No, no point in letting a good topic go to waste. Yeah, I think so, it's a good one. So this is platformers. Yes. In other words, the topic that will not make everyone happy. Right. Not even close. Yes. But it's a noble effort to try, and it's a good excuse to get some good tra- good tracks played and some good games mentioned. Yeah. Um, I picked some ones I know I played from the, in the past. 
I know some, one of them is going to be Celeste, but I am curious classic got. I know, but like which which track is it going to be? There's so many good, some, so much true. good music in that. Oh, I want to say uh, there's a Lena Rain has a new Lena Rain, the composer of Celeste, mm-hmm. has a new album that just got released. Oh, um, she released it on her own. Uh, no, I think it got released with um Chip Tunes equals Win. Oh, Chip Tune Win. Chip Tune Win. Either that or they're, or they're just like promoting it too because they like it also. But it's a it's a really chilled out synth album. It's called one one knowing um and it's just it's really good it's friend slash listener tf is a ridiculously huge fan of chip two equals win like he references it and posts about yeah, it all the time there's some good stuff on there um but yeah if you like the music of like the really chilled music of celeste that's that whole album it's it's a lot like that she's really good so there um, it is I'm really impressed up. awesome stuff see now i'm wondering like so i know about celeste yeah what were the other two to three b i don't even know but like of what my my top platformers yes you know one why well, didn't i already guessed it yeah so, so but, but we'll get there i want to end on that one mm-hmm. maybe all right we'll, i have five tracks too <laughs> we <bought> the, <laughs> we about the junkin for that no okay 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 so you, you start us off then all right here's a track that i wanted to get on the show ever since i very first heard it okay and it might not even be truly considered a platformer but i'll deal with it mm-hmm. this is from an actual recent game from the game called Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. And the track is just called Fields. And it's composed by Keiki Kobayashi.
Welcome back. You're listening to Wonder Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Track title is just Fields. Just Fields. Just Fields. Just Not Greenfields. No greening. No greenery here. <laughs> just Fields, baby. Composed by Keiki Kobayashi. So. Ooh, I love this song, man. Odd thing about this is that if this game hadn't come out, mm-hmm. then Dragon's Curse or Wonder Boy in the Dragon's Trap would have easily fit this slot. But this game was my favorite game of 2018 and it's the music in it is just phenomenal to go along with it. this is great it's like a mix between it's like a mix between katamari damashi and something else something else i honestly don't even know how to exp- describe it it just it feels really good yes i, I that's love it the part at the very end where the guitar solo starts playing but everything starts to swell up around it that's really cool mm-hmm. like this track I heard it for the first time, and I loved it so much that I actually hooked my Switch up and <laughs> recorded the audio off the game just so I could have it. Oh, this nice. was before it was even on the internet to look for. I was like, I need to have this track gotta now. Have it. So have it somewhere, yeah. So I went and grabbed it, recorded it, and then looped it. And <clears throat> yeah. I, like you said, it made me feel really good just to hear it. Like, it made me think about the idea of, like, as goofy as this may sound, it's like, fine. Yeah, yeah. actually going off on some sort of adventure <laughs> even like a grown man adventure like okay I'm going to spend the day going down to the valley mm-hmm. just to just explore this park or this wilderness and you just carry around a, a long stick <laughs> just in case something jumps out of the bushes you gotta fight it all so like, it, yeah. got your little stick on your back it's adventure it's a, a very adventure music but it's it's also really aspirational you know it, feel, it feels like I can it, do this it, yeah, I want you to go out and do the things today do all the things you're gonna do and I've played this at work when I have, when I did, when I need to push myself to complete a task. Oh God! If I I would listen to this like in my most depre- my most darkest times, I would listen to this music. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. It does the job, and it's like it's amazing because the game is recent enough that it would you would think it would have been in some like you know in people's ears, people mm-hmm. talking about, but I never hear anybody even talk about it, and it drives me nuts because it's. So freaking good! That's great. It's so good. The so, game is fantastic. Is this play like a side scroller, or is this like one of those RPG typey games? It's a side scroller. So the idea, mm-hmm. the story, I don't care about. It's goofy, it's nonsense. But ultimately, the premise is you're going around looking for six sacred orbs to do a thing. You know how that goes, right? Oh yeah. But of course, and you gotta get the orbs. Son. As, the orbs are what makes things happen, <laughs> and they're all scattered across the world, which means you go to different regions to get each orb. And each time you collect an orb, yeah. you get a new monster form as a side effect. So you start out as just a human. You get cursed and become a pig. Mm-hmm. And the pig is like a pirate pig. Yeah, I'm looking at the the pig illustration, and I gotta say, I'm into that. It's funny enough. That's he's, he's an homage to pretty the good. vendor design for drag from Dragon's Curse because the vendor in Dragon's Curse is oh. the pig with an eye patch. I love him. So he looks so like intense too. He's like, oh, I'm going to win the battle. Or I, just make lost a this, lot of money. I lost this eye in the war <laughs> with, with the monster boy. But it's like, it's just so cool. Like, and when you, every time you get a new orb, you get like the lion. The lion can like dash and break stuff. Oh, the frog's cool. tongue can like grapple onto things. So it's like, you, and it just creates every time you get a new monster form, it creates new opportunities for platforming puzzles. So 
you might have to use the, the line to dash across a, a collapsing platform, then transform into the frog midair to grapple onto a pole. Oh, that's cool. Swing across. I and like then you that. have to use like, the dragon and just kind of glide across to the landing spot after oh, that you sounds grapple. Awesome. This is on everything, right? Yeah. Maybe this is the next game I play. That sounds like yeah, fun. It should be. I, it's I, really I just, good. I love platformers, man. This I, game, I, I would put this. There, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'd put yeah. this over P5 as a recommendation. Okay, okay. Easily. That's pretty cool. Easily. I'll, I'll look at that then. Um, yeah, I'll, with music like this, I'm, I'm a strong contender for a game I might play sometime this year. <laughs> this will this could just end up on the show for next week. Games Rob should play. Yeah, so I can play second track. I'll be into that. If it's more, if it's more like high good quality, who, who else is on the soundtrack? I saw Matoy Sakuraba. Yep, Ooh. I think he actually did the final boss track. I'm no kidding. Baller. Yeah. Um, there's actually another guy I'm familiar with that did a track from this. It was either. I remember if it, was, it was either Matt Creamer or mm. or very or good. Viking very Guitar. Good. It was one of the two really? that did a track on this game. Oh, we were really cool. excited about it. I got to double check though. They did like the ending theme or the boss final that, boss theme. One of the that'd be, that that would be that'd be amazing. <clears> no, that's it, what it was. It was Matt Creamer, uh-huh. and he did. There's a segment towards the end of the game that does this weird like flip between like eight like eight sixteen bit or eight bit and mm. thirty two bit. Yeah. And his version, he does like a, a portion of that. Oh, okay. And so he was like he, really excited. Like, it's finally in the game. I can tell people about it. He kind of does like music like throughout the ages. Yeah. Because oh, wow. you have to switch between the two areas. Whether it's like, okay, I'm on the, I'm on the retro side. Mm. Now I'm on the non-retro side. All right. Well, I'm going to write that down to a Matt Creamer episode. It's going to be important. Maybe we can get him involved. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'd like that. Because uh, he, he's the guy that did that bloody hell are you still match- playing that? Yes, I still play Match Link. <laughs> That's fine. I'm playing a game called Alpha Bears. And it's it's like um, Scrabble, not Scrabble. It's like Boggle, and you got to find the letters that match to make more bears. And um, I put money in it already to get rid of the ads, but like it still does that thing where it's like, okay, you can do this, but you need higher level bears. (laughs) So you got to level up your bears bears first. Do you want to spend four dollars to level up your bears faster? I'm like, no. No. That's the journey. First of all, the best part about the game is that the leveling up the bears is just the normal game anyway. And when I when I turn it on, that's all I want to play. So yeah. it's like perfect. It's I all just, busy work. Yeah, it's like, oh, I get to make more words. Like in Max Land, it's like, hey, do you want to spend money to unlock these statues to get these characters? Like, nah, I'll just yeah. keep farming fruit at the stand until I find the guy in the shop and I'll just pay well, for it. What, what I like is that you get bonuses for, like, on certain days of the week for using certain suffixes and, and uh, prffixes. So I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I'm really, really down with that. So what you down guys are hearing words. is that we are suckers for we're just, certain mobile <sighs> games that make you pay but we won't pay but we, yeah exactly that's that's the mobile that's, that's the mobile credo yeah that's how it works man alright so my first game I'm gonna go old school I'm kicking it old school <laughs> young man I'm going back to one of my all time favorites Sonic the Hedgehog 3 hmm ice cap zone no this is called one more uh, <laughs> um, not marble no marble was the first game <laughs> third can, zone third zone Third the name is killing me right <laughs> I now. I don't remember the name. Angel name's... Island, Hydrocity, and it was like a freaking like freaking like hilly hilltop. Hill? No, it wasn't hilltop. That was two. Yeah, it's killing me. That I can't remember. I it's almost like... I almost picked Sonic the Hedgehog two because I think I spent the most amount of time playing that. But I really love three. And I think like for for me like this this is the height of Sonic the Hedgehog. It for, is for me. I love it. So I agree. This is the track. Um, I played a track that I haven't really heard a whole lot, but it's really good. It's called Chrome Gadget. 
Oh, it's from the, the racing it's stages. It's one of the versus racing stages. Yeah, yeah. buddy. And it's for the Sega Genesis, composed by... We're not sure on this one, because uh, an official OST was never released, famously. Um, so I'm going to say Howard Drossen, maybe. Well, uh, I'm, well, I might look for that, but I'm also going to see what that level is. I can't seem to remember the name of it. it um, oh, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, uh, Chrome Gadget is, it looks like uh, the Death Egg Zone, but it's like a race. Marble Garden. Marble Garden. That's a good song. I kept, in the worst part, I actually said Marble, but I was kind of confused with Marble Zone from Sonic 1. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to remember the name. Don't worry about it. There's too many <laughs> gardens and there's too much marble in the Sonic universe. Yeah, I, I guess it's because you can roll things faster on it. Anyway. Usually, uh, it's a shorter track. This is the Chrome Gadget. Or the, this is Chrome Gadget from Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for the Sega Genesis. is Chrome Gadget from the game Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for the Sega Genesis. Composed uh, by maybe Howard Drossen, maybe Jun Sanoe. It could be a number of it, folks. It could be many of them. But this is, the, uh, this is the first Sonic the Hedgehog game with uh, Jun Sanoe on, uh, as a credited composer. But again, no official soundtrack was released, so the only songs that we know were composed by certain composers. I think Sega was like, yeah, they did work on this. Yeah, they worked on this. Um, yeah, Michael Jackson and his, I forget the name of his collaborator, had a hand in these tracks, like Ice Cap Zone and stuff like that. But this one was not listed, so I'm not sure. And it's a shame, too, because it's, I'm actually oh, kind of glad. Good. <laughs> and honestly, dang near. It's all right. <laughs> darn near every track from the two-player racing mode mm. is gold. So good. And yet, due to the fact that they're solely relegated to the two-player racing mode, yeah, I rarely to ever heard them. I know. And I you know. never hear people talk about them either. Like if people are talking about the OST Design Three, it's always a single-player mode zone. Yeah, you would think for the on the versus mode, they could have just done like a really short loop, like a super short, like maybe like a bonus stage kind of thing. But this is a fully realized song there's a there's an a section a b section um there's a little bridge at the end and it goes up a key at the very end and it makes funny oh, it because so good i i'm glad that they did this like because if they didn't do that it'd have nothing so yeah. i'm glad they did this but it makes me wish that these tracks got their due like even <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. there were more remixes and like say sonic generations like i know there was a balloon park remix in sonic generations mm -hmm. that was balloon park was another one of the two-player races in this game um but aside from that, I don't think there's any other moments where they say, hey, let's give some due to these underappreciated tunes. Mm. Give them another shot. Or heck, 
Imagine they just said, hey, we're going to make Sonic Generations 2. Listen up, Sega. Yeah. Um, make a Sonic <laughs> Generations 2, not Sonic Forces. God, that was a terrible idea. Oh, my God. And, that was uh, where you can like, make your own like persona, right? Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was such an insult. Oh, like it's so weird, though. Sonic Generations came out. It was probably the best thing that Sonic has had since Sonic Three and Knuckles, <laughs> and because this was actually I think this was before yeah, it was before Sonic Mania, so definitely yeah, the best thing. And people were just saying, "We want Sonic Generations Two. We want Sonic Generations Two. Listen to us, Sega. We're yeah. telling you what we want." Sonic Generations looks. Super cool. It yeah. is. Yeah. So then they released this trailer, mm-hmm. and it's like the world's going to crap, and oh. Sonic's in trouble, but he needs some help. And then they show Retro Sonic, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's Sonic Generations Two! People are getting excited." It's like, "No, Sonic Forces, and you can make a persona, and you get a grapple." It's like you're oh. ruining my life, Sega. I mean, yeah, you sure, but there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, perfect." Finally, they were too bad. The game attached to the persona is terrible, so or just close to yeah. not good. Like. I bought it because <laughs> I wanted to actually own the game that had the music, because the music in the game is solid. Yeah. Honestly, I, Sonic games have never had an issue with music. I feel, for me, they always go off on a little bit on like the kind of weird emo-y kind no, of... No, butt rocket, my worst. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think I ever really hear emo, unless it's yeah, except rock, for maybe yeah. like the, uh, yeah. some of the concluding, like, yeah. I'm going to try hard, but even that's still more like butt rock that's than true, anything true, yeah. else. But I've, I've never really resonated with me as much. Like, this is the Sonic music I know. So yeah. For me, Sonic 3, like, Sonic 2 was, I loved it. I played it, I put so many hours into it as a kid, but I feel like Sonic 3 took everything that they've learned from the last two games and, like, perfected it. They did. Like, they got the elemental shields, which made it yeah, so that all, you had oh, a purpose yeah, yeah. to finding certain stuff. Yeah, the shields were great. Um, I, like, all the stages were, were bigger. Mm-hmm. The um, the spin dash was back, and it was faster. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, you, could, you could charge it up faster. Um, I think yeah, Knuckles was in this one, right? Yeah, um, Knuckles. You couldn't control him yet. He was yet. just a guy who was but, just a jerk. Um, there was that, and then and the soundtrack was was huge. And it's like when I was a kid, like this is what I, like, I, I was. I had a Sega Genesis. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. So when I got older, and people were like, "Oh yeah, the Genesis," I've never really liked the Genesis music because I always thought it sounded weird. I'm like, you listen to this. I'm like, this is this is amazing. Like yeah, this, this is, is a, legit. Like this is what I love about like cool synthesizer like styled music you know it's all all synthesizers I'll mention one thing about Sonic 3 that I like that you didn't catch what's up like Sonic is a weird animal so he goes fast (laughs) you give him these labyrinthine levels to run through and explore but I never really felt a concern to look for secrets in those games until Sonic 3 because Mm -hmm. they hid the bonus worlds and hidden giant rings So you had to actually go out of your way to figure out where they were tucked away on stages, whereas before it was just get a bunch of rings and then run through well, a lamppost. Maybe it was like I was just a, a bored kid, but I spent a lot of time like on the first two games just mm-hmm. trying to find like the boundaries of every stage. Oh, and I run. I mean, there was there was stuff to so, find. Like, yeah, you could like you say find the boundaries. But again, so like, again, there, there was nothing like really compelling to go and look for this stuff. Exactly. Was, I was like, what's like the most? What's the optimal way to get through this stage? Because you know, I'm sick and I have like four days off from school. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, Sonic yeah. One and Two was like, okay, if you went off the beaten path, what would you find? Some extra monitors that would have like some more rings. So now you have five hundred instead of three hundred, yeah, or maybe another path that just ends in spikes. Yeah, you know, like, right. nothing oh, no, truly the, awesome. There's just another. Other thing. What was, the, what was the name of the second the second stage in Sonic Two? Or Chemical Plant. Chemical Plant. And that had a lot of different paths. That was fun to explore. Yeah, yeah. but in the end, they always led to rising chemicals 
Right, so, well, yeah, that was frustrating. It kind of had to. <laughs> death. It led to death. But, the, oh, God. but then Sonic 3 was like, mm. now the caches mm. could lead to potentially a different shield, yeah. which might be more effective in this area. Yeah, like or, oh, the fire shield might be perfect for this, or this is the one that had like a magnetic shield that pulled in the rings. The lightning rings, and it was a yeah. double jump, so even better. It was like yeah. a double jump magnet. There's a lot of good by stuff. By far the best shield. Um, but then in addition to that, you had the, the rings. Mm. So you now care about finding hidden caches. Like, People cared in 1 and 2 just for the heck of it because secrets are secrets. Mm. But I feel like in this one, secrets genuinely felt like they mattered to locate. Like, I cared more about looking for things. When you got... Did you get the um, the Sonic Knuckles, like, add-on? No. I bought Sonic 3, yeah. but never bought Sonic and Knuckles, and I didn't even get the chance to play that until Sega Channel I, let me play it. I was so into it because... You can play Knuckles in like the older games, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Wait a minute, Knuckles can climb!" And that's how you found the boundaries on stages, right? Yeah. So I was like, "Well, well yeah." After the fact, I was like, "Okay, so I can put on Sonic Two or Sonic One and just like just climb everything and see where it goes until the time runs out." And like that was fun. Like that was just that was just fun for now. It's like it was a cool it was like cool concept. Cl- it's like climbing a tree. <laughs> oh, I got a story. So I was driving home from work yesterday, and traffic got backed up on. And the, you found on an the actual echidna? No. So was, traffic was backed up. Um, on that four lane road and I look to my right and there's a bunch of there's a few you know, there's like there's some houses off off the road. Yes. And there's just a tree and there's just a pair of legs like hanging just dangling from the tree. Dangling from the tree. And there's this woman, clearly the kid's mother like running around in circles, doesn't know what to do and the kids and I look closer and the kid is just hanging from a branch. And he's pretty high up. Sitting or hanging? Hanging. Oh and like and that's and those were his feet like dangling. That sounds scary actually. I'm like I've been there, buddy. Hang in there, kitty. I've been there. Like, yeah, keep that, keep that grip strength, and just go hand over hand to get back to the tree. No, I would have fallen, or just drop. And I, then, I weigh like two hundred some bales. I would have just fallen. Just drop and bend your knees. Like yeah, but for you, stone. it's a, It's not much of a drop. That is true. That <laughs> would be my one saving grace. So I, I aim for your butt. I, I for a second there, I thought I should just stop, but there's no shoulder, so I couldn't like safely get out of my car. I was like, I wanted, I wanted to help that kid. I wanted to get out and be like, I got gotcha. you. Did you find yourself at work stricken with how the saga ended? I, I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. I hope he's fine. He's probably just bruised up. I feel like he has to be. I would have been on the news if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. What's your what's your second track? All right. I'm going to take a shot at this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have five. It sucks. This one of these tracks is not going to make the cut, but <laughs> we'll do this anyway. All right. So the next track is going to be from another recent but not too recent game. This game is called Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah. And the track I, title, I, I knew this had to be in this game. You better believe this it. Episode. The track title mm. is called Dr. Fetus's Castle, and the composer is Danny Baranowski.
Welcome back. You're listening to The Battle of Little Slugger from the game Super Meat Boy, composed by Danny Baranowski. What's the name of that track, Brunel? Not <laughs> Dr. Fetus's <laughs> Castle. Right. That's what. That's what. This is good. <laughs> Fun fact, I actually picked Dr. Fetus's Castle on a previous episode. Yep. Last ditch clutch effort. I always it? have like 20 backups, so this was an like easy fix. That was episode 16-9, The End of the World, which was one of my, one of my favorite episodes. I enjoyed that one a lot. Any of those really weird topics. Oh, yes. I like a lot. It makes us dig deep to find oh. some quality cuts. Man, Meat Boy music, right? So there's two soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Baranofsky being being the first one. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so it's it's perfect for this game. Like it, he, like it's it's designed for this game. Yes, like it's funny because I like it. I see a lot of people like argue on the internet about like people who hate on the other OST is also really good. And I'm like I get it. I mean, I'm not saying that music is bad. Mm-hmm. It's totally listenable and enjoyable for folks. But I gotta say, I heard this first. I loved it the most. Yeah, and I can't flip that switch. It's like when a game gets released and they do the quote-unquote remastered edition and they just decide that the OST suddenly needed an update or an overhaul because that's what you do in a remaster, I guess. And I'm like, I want the old music. What is this garbage? Like, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's different. And I yeah, didn't want different. It's true. Like, I almost, when I, when I started to replay, uh, when I played the Final Fantasy X like, remaster, I almost didn't put the new music on because it was just, it sounded different. Yeah, uh, I, w- I wanted. I kind of wanted to revisit that experience, but I left it on because I felt like, you know, like there are entirely like new arranged tracks for the game. I really wanted to hear them all. Oh yeah, like um, so. That's, well, so that's cool. But like, th- I mean, this is like I feel like that's an arranged version of that song, you know, and that's not a completely different song. Yeah, if it's like a, a completely different mm. song, is where you kind of like lose it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. this I'd like. I always talk about harp on the Persona One remix. How they did that? Well, the original Persona One had a variety of composers one of them was Shoji Meguro but he didn't have the helm he was a contributor and then when they did the remake on the PSP he helmed the entire thing so now all of a sudden most of the music is like dancey and like his trademark persona style I'm like ah he does good music but I don't want him here Mm -hmm. I like the old stuff and it ultimately lessened the experience for Mm -hmm. me like I don't enjoy, even though the game is more complete and there's more content. I just don't like it as it. much. Yeah. So, all right. So, Meat Boy, like th- this is one that you put a lot of hours into. Oh, mercy! Yes. Like, and I remember when you when you showed me it, I, I was actually surprised that this was a style of game that you would be into because I think of Pernell, I think like RPGs and like more story driven stuff, not like super difficult platforming that you just retry over and over and over and over again. This actually was my first foray into the Massacre genre of gaming. I think it's called Massacre? Massacre. Massacre. Huh. It's a weird name, but I love it. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. So, like, it was my first foray into it, and I found that there's, like, this perfect formula that factors into it. Mm-hmm. Very tight platforming where if you die, you cannot blame the controls. It's going to be your own fault. Right. Also, retries are quick and effective. Like, the game doesn't even stop. Yeah, it has to, like, no, like, continue. Like, it just goes. So what yeah. ends up happening is it's creepy. It's almost like a human computer effect in that you keep retrying. It's like how you train AI. You just keep trying over and over and over again, and you keep failing, but you don't have time to stop because you get the time to try again immediately. Yeah. And you'll slowly start to self-correct yourself. Yeah. Until you eventually just magically have a perfect run it is it's it's like you're training your reflexes you're training your reflexes sometimes i get into a pattern of 
where I'm, I, I feel like I've started to get in my own head and I'm, I feel like I'm trained into bad habits mm-hmm. and this one section is a bad habit and I can't get over it. And then passing it is like a fluke and I'm like, yes, save the game, save the game, I'm done for the day. Yes, <laughs> you know? and that happens in this bunch. You're like, okay, gotta turn it off. I finally pulled off this yeah. horrible Dark World run. So like this game, like it is, for me, mm-hmm. it is like the culmination of dang near everything I like about platforming games. Like, it doesn't have power-ups, which is unfortunate. It doesn't have real secrets. Like, the bandages are there, but they're not really secrets. They're just kind of there to grab. Like an, um, they're like a trophy. Almost, yeah, they're like right? a trophy. Yeah. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. But even lacking those things, it hits the core of what I like about platforming to the friggin' letter. Tight, precise jumps. You know, obstacles you have to dodge. There aren't even really any monsters in this game. There's very few actual living creatures in this yeah. game. It's just buzzsaws and fire and <laughs> just spikes. spikes. And just horrible things trying to kill you. But it's so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. And, like, to this day, I would go back to it. Because, like my, like, my friend Mike and I used to play this, like, mm. religiously. We were constantly butting heads back and forth oh, yeah. to get the highest times on the high rank. I even went back to this game, like, three months ago oh, yeah. to see how the times look, <laughs> just for nostalgia. <laughs> and, I, and for the record, I beat some of your times. Just, um, a, oh. just, just for the bird. You throwing that gauntlet down halfway through the episode? That's, Better believe it. That's rough, man. But, like, the downside <laughs> to this game and what kind of hurt it was two things. One... Mm. The thing I like to harp on when I talk about this in the episodes, which is people who cheat and they use the cheats to affect other people's experiences hurt the game. So people yeah. that learn how to cheat the times. You get these, yeah, they, they cheat the times and then you look on like the global leaderboards and it's like, how do you get negative four seconds? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, fun. man, thanks for ruining it for everybody else, fella. Yeah. Um, but like that hurt it. And mm-hmm. then also there was like a moment where the game had trouble like properly logging times oh so like you'd be like this is my best score and then you come back was like where'd my score go oh so it actually oh actually didn't like log the time it wasn't like like logging it incorrectly yeah like now oh, i personally didn't experience that but i've heard people mm. say it happened i'm not gonna deny it mm. so it's like oh that sucks but when those things weren't in play this game was hyper competitive like oh, yeah. you sit down after work hard day at the office like all right Beat those times. <laughs> Are you in my whole thing? I would go look at the leaderboard to see which of my friends at the top and snipe them. Like I'm going to sit here until I wreck your time. You and grind, then move on. You would actually like go and grind out a stage, trying to be like, I'm going to take this. That out time right belongs now, to right? me. Oh, I love that. It felt so good that's, because I, it's rare I can get that competitive. Yeah, because one, one, like that's fun. Like that's just fun. Mm-hmm. And two, that's the most Pernell thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grind until I beat you. Like, this is my goal now is to destroy whatever you just did, right? <laughs> yes. That's so funny to me. All right, so um, my next game is in the same genre. Super tight controls. Ooh. Super, super difficult. Well, I know this is You know, one. it's Celeste. Yeah, that's right. But with a very different bent on the music and the style of, of game. So this is um, a B-side. So it's technically a remix it's technically a remix of the music. So after you complete the stages, you can go back and play a, a, a much, much harder version of the stage with the music remixed by other artists. So this is called the Golden Ridge Golden Feather Mix. Okay. Uh, the Golden Ridge is an area oh, of... the cloudy place, right? No, it's the, it's the spot where you get the feather and you can kind of like Ooh. go around through spikes. So I need to get back to that game because oh. I never got there. It's it's hard. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is where you've actually... I can't spoil it. It's a part. It's a part of the game. It's a, was a story heavy moment. It's a story heavy, very story heavy moment, and it's incredibly hard. Actually, probably like my visually and musically, one of my favorite stages of the game. 
um, gameplay-wise, I was so glad when it was over. And I don't even know how I passed the B-side on this thing. <laughs> I'm so happy I finished it. But it's called the, uh, the Golden Feather Mix from the game Celeste, composed by Lena Rain, and this is remixed by the group In Love With A Ghost. And I think you'll like this. How do you, how do you love how, a ghost? How, 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 <laughs> how does that work? <laughs>
This is the Golden Ridge Golden Feather Mix from the game Celeste. This was on the PS4 and the Switch and on the computer. A bunch the of places. Amiga. <laughs> and it was uh, originally composed by Lena Rain and remixed by In Love with a the Ghost. They're um, a French um, chiptune. How do you do that? How do I do what? How do you love a ghost? How do you? Ah, I feel. I feel like it's it's bad. Like it's not. It, it's going to be really hard to get it reciprocated. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And the attempts would be scary. All right. So me and Pernell were talking about in Celeste. The there are strawberries that you can get in the game, but there's, they don't do anything for you. It's just you get strawberries and you feel good for getting. It doesn't them. unlock anything. It's just like uh, bragging rights, right? Um, and then there's the, the the crystal hearts, the regular hearts, um, and then there's like a golden heart for completing a seaside, um, which has those five or six seasides, which I'm never going to get to. And there's one golden strawberry in the game, only one. I sworn you and said I'm there not. was one for beating the like you get a, a golden strawberry for beating an entire stage pr- without ever dying. And I, I I don't think I'm wrong. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's only one, and it's on the very first. And this is probably why because it's on the very first stage. Uh huh. And you have to not dash. Oh wow! So because you know how some of the strawberries have wings on them, and yes. it, it means that if you dash, it floats away. Uh huh. And and um so at the very very end of the stage, there's a golden strawberry with wings. Ah, so it would have flown away if you so, dashed at any point. Exactly. At any point you dash, it'll fly away. You'll never get it. So you have to get through the entire first world without dashing. Which is funny in and of itself because unless someone told you, there's no indication that it's there. I, I watched a YouTube playthrough and then someone was like, just they were just like, hey, you know what? I wonder if, I wonder if I could just do it. I wonder if it's possible to do it without dashing. And they finished it and they got to the end and they were like, oh my God, there's a thing for that. <laughs> because of course there is. That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, I tried it. There's like two or three jumps that are super hard. One's, one is called the, they actually named them. Like one of them is called the, uh, like the, uh, the, the phone, the phone tower jump. There's like one section where there's like phone lines mm-hmm. and it's just so hard to get to. Um, where it's, it's just a huge like. Imagine doing like the wall jump, except that it kind of comes out, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to really, really time your jump. So you, jump, go down as so you're you, falling, get a dash up at it. Yeah, angle. so you're grabbing the edge. And there's there's actually parts where if there's if there's a ground, if there's like just one level ground and there's spikes sticking out from it, mm-hmm. technically there's still a couple pixels of of ledge there. Whoa! So there's still areas you can hang on to, like on the sides of spikes. I never got good enough to be able to, to grab onto the sides of spikes. So watching watching playthroughs of this is way impressive, but Celeste is up there as like probably one of my favorite games of all time. And fun fact, it is technically a massacre. And yeah, that's right because you just die over and over again. But it's all part of like the learning of 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 getting through it. And um, and I was telling Pernell when we before we started the game is like this is so different in that the music is so chill. Like for the most part, the music is so chill for being so hard. And I feel like that really adds to the experience. Not that that is just chill, but it's it makes me feel contemplative and think about zenstration. It. Yeah, it just, just sends me out. It puts me like in a really deep focused state. A state of zenstration. Zenstration. Oh, the doctor told me I had to stop playing because all the zenstration no uh, was hard on no. my heart. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're like Rob. Don't make that joke. Don't make that. Don't joke. make that joke. It's a fine joke. It's okay. it's it was, adequate. It was not it's a, adequate. It wasn't a good joke. It wasn't. It was. <laughs> it was a. It was a moderately fine. It was joke. okay joke. 
Um, but yeah, but so I played a lot of Celeste music on the show, uh, but there's still so much because of the because of the, the remixed B sides. I was hoping the C sides had remixes too, but it doesn't. It just plays the original track, oh. which is a shame. But that's okay. That would have been a nice reward for getting that for. Yeah, I thought I would think so. Yeah, it's just it's so much. It's so much to get to that point that I don't. Th- I feel like I've reached the limits of my my skill. So I got to ask though before we change topics here. So Massacre, as we know, is all about brutal platforming, struggling, right, getting your head into the wall like to you succeed. Masochist and core. Yes. Okay. So I didn't realize that this would be a kind of thing that you would be into, and yet Celeste clicked for you in a way that like very few games do. Like it's up there with the Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> and Street Fighter for you. Yeah. Which, so what yeah. was the hook? I think. Um... Okay, it had it was a couple things. One, it was the timing was right. I was looking for a game like this. I feel like I was looking for um, a cool indie platformer. Um, I feel like the 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 straining difficulty the of of getting through something like this is very similar to like DDR. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're just grinding out like the same super hard stuff. You don't think you'll ever get that good again. You never. You don't think you'll ever get that good, and then suddenly like you pass another level. You know, you're like, oh, this is really hard before. Now I can do it. So like that appeals to me, and I think it's just the characters, the characters, and the writing and the music, and the voices. Yeah, I love the I love the little voices, the way they talk. Like it's not it's not like the Sims talk, but like they do have that little like closer to the Muppet adults or yeah. sorry, the peanut adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like very, very in between, like the trombone or a trumpet, or whatever of like of like the the peanuts. Mm-hmm. And um, when you play like an old NES game, and like it goes, but but I I love the idea of climbing the mountain, of of her trying to challenge herself, and she's fighting this depression, and, and then it becomes a, a thing, and it follows her around. And then they team up, and she becomes a whole person, and they work together. It's so, I love it. It's so good. Must play it's great. And then yeah, the people she meets along the way. It's so nice. It's so nice and so hard. And yet she somehow can dash in midair. Yeah, well, that's the, she learns early on how to dash in and midair. And that's a that's a metaphor for for air dashing. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Suddenly it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. Okay, so what's your next track? Well, this I have to pick this too. If we're talking about my favorite platformers. God, this is going to be such a weird episode and very divisive. I wager with listeners. I mean, I mean, everyone's. I mean, these might not be people's favorites. I'm sure not. I mean, there's lots of classics. I could have gone. I could have went Super Mario too. I almost did. Oh, easily because I love that game. But, but I like. I can't not reference these games, and this one is no different. So this track. Watching this would be something I picked in the previous episode. <laughs> it is Mechanical Dragon from the game Rayman Legends, composed Ooh. by Christoph Harrell and Billy Martin. <laughs> I started typing in uh, Raymond. <laughs> Raymond Legends. <laughs> Everyone loves Raymond. Is that, no, no, no. Everyone loves Raymond's Legends. Is that the name of it? Oh, I got it in my mind. I was that was the show. I was thinking of Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. So Cooper. So you took... Rayman uh-huh. to Raymond, who does have a show. Yes, and then came up with a completely irre- irrelevant, unrelated show. I want to watch that show again. Anyway, let's continue on. So, <laughs> uh, everyone loves Raymond Legends. 
Mechan- mechanical dragon. Me- mechanical dragon? That's that's all I got.
Welcome back. You just listened to Mechanical Dragon from the game Rayman Legends, composed by Christoph Harrell and Billy Martin. So, fun fact here. Um, I know in the last track I picked from Super Meat Boy, I said Super Meat Boy was probably one of the, like, it's probably like the perfect platformer, as in that it has all the elements that mm-hmm. make me love platforms, or most of them. Rayman. But then Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins by that. That's also every. Those Pernell. are the perfect platformer. Every Purnell loves Raymond's. You better believe they do. <laughs> it's the only issue that Rayman Legends even has mm-hmm. is there's a level type that I feel breaks up the momentum of the game. But aside from that, it is probably perfection in platforming. Like every level is a joy to play. And it's got a rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll start, like, for example, you know how ge- platform games always have, like, a run button where you can press it and you start running. Yeah, the, the, the B button in Super Mario. Yes. Yeah. Now, like in Super Mario Brothers, I can't not run. If, <laughs> if I'm not running, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> Maybe if I'm hold, doing some finesse, that's what i got to hold thing. that down, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, this game also has a run button mm-hmm. and also... I never let up on the run. Right. I have to run the entire time. Of course. But I feel like the game is almost built with that in mind. Like, oh, it's like, hey, you, you if you hold the if you hold this run button down, like you can get through it. Yeah, you, like you'll feel the momentum. Like oh. when you're holding it and you're running, mm-hmm. and you jump and you smack a guy. Yeah, yeah. And you keep moving. It's like you can genuinely just run through stages nonstop and just keep that flow going. And the joy along with it. And mm-hmm. there's even levels that are tailored around music where when you play them, they tell you hold the run button while you do it because it ends up being a chase level oh. because you're running to the music and everything is to the beat. So you jump, you have to hit this guy. And when you hit him, that attack is to the beat of the song. So it's like, boom, drum. So this part in this, in this music here, where it's like, plunk, plunk. Unfortunately, it's, it's I, I wish this track did that. But what this track is, okay, is... For, for, yeah, go ahead. I'll go to the other thing in a second, so I should talk about this track itself. Yeah. So this is the theme to one of the boss levels in the game. Okay. It's The level was called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but not the Jules Verne ripoff. It's like a weird, funny <laughs> version of it. Sure. Um, so it starts out, you're running through this like underwater lab, mm-hmm. and the music is that low-key startle. And then this g- giant mechanical dragon shows up, like, spirals on the screen, and you have to fight it a little bit. And when you beat that first form, he runs away, and then the next phase of it kicks in while like water starting to flow into the lab, and oh. you're like running through like breaking pipes. So the different sections of this music, because this music is pretty modular. So mm-hmm. the different sections of this music are the different things that are happening all on the stage. Yes, as oh. you go to different sections of the stage, the music changes tempo. Love and it. at the very, very end, when the boss is ready to go for the final form, the final version of the track kicks in. Mm-hmm. Is that with like a, the head of the electric guitar? Yes, oh, this, this part right this here. Part right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this part kicks in at the very end of the fight, and it's actually a really cool fight because mm-hmm. at this point, like you're hovering in the air, and there's no platform to stand on. The dragon's like blasting lasers on the screen, oh, so you have to swim cool. yeah, up yeah, in yeah. the air to hide behind walls <laughs> while he's blasting lasers everywhere. So you have to balance your like flips. Uh-huh. You're like just behind it, but not too high and not too low. You gotta show me Rayman sometime. I've I'm, I've never played a Rayman game. Oh my god! Yeah, these games. Yeah. I actually yeah. almost bought this for the Switch recently. I have it for the Wii U because that's what it was originally released for. Hmm. That was what it was designed for, actually. And I almost repurchased it for the Switch <laughs> after picking this track. I was like, I just want to play it again on a modern system. But it's 
It's just so good. And then, the, like I said, those I'll even show you before I leave. We can boot up one of the levels on YouTube because it would do the trick. Yeah. But those levels where they're to the beat of the song, they're it's so really good. Cool. They're, it's like, I wish. I, I realize it would be a very short-lived game, but I wish there was a game that was nothing but music platforming stages because Rayman Legends put me onto that in a hardcore way. It's just... Think about you're listening to this show oh. right now. We're talking about how much we love game music. Okay, you know, okay, this this reminds me. And what really gets me is the uh, the percussion, like the drums in this song. Mm-hmm. There's a game that's been uh, published. I forget the developer, but it's been published by Devolver called Ape Out. Oh, the game with the mo- the escape gorilla. Yeah. So I watched them play some gameplay of that. I didn't realize like how cinematic that game is. Like there is music constantly changing pace with how you play the game really and like there's guards coming because you're an ape escaping like a prison or something when the guards coming after you Mm -hmm. and you smack them and throw them against walls like it's like it's um, you would love it so a guard hitting the wall is like a like a drum yeah Yeah, it's really cool and like the whole time there's like drum fills and stuff going on as you're running around halls and hiding it's really cool i need to look into that yeah it looks really neat i know it's on the switch so yeah, it's on a bunch. I think it's on a bunch of stuff. But yeah, I think it's incredibly violent. I think you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing to tell listeners. It's such a violent game. Turn out you'll love it. I would say like, oh man, I would say like for me, like I would, you know, oh, it's violent. It's fun, you know, but the new Mortal Kombat, it almost turns my stomach. It's so violent. Like it's just, it's so comedically violent. I feel like it hasn't gone over the comedic edge yet for me. Okay. It's just, I'm like, it's too much. There's something, <laughs> it's, said something about, about that. that too. That's too much. And honestly, I agree. Yeah. Like, 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 whether sex or violence in games, there are there are caps. There's there are thresholds. And for, I, I understand. I realize it's it's a personal preference. Oh, of course, of course. But, but there's a threshold for me where Mortal Kombat, like even back in ten or whatever, people getting ripped in half. It's like, wait a minute, well, <laughs> what happened? But here? think about is like, and that's the thing. There, it's all thresholds. Like yeah. to give an example, I, I like this is humorous enough to mention. I was talking to you about this when I first got here, actually. So I recently reviewed a game called Mo Chronicles. It just released on the Switch. For the record, if you're under Mo. 18, don't look this game up. I'm just going to point that out. Moe Chronicles? Moe Chronicles. Oh, like yeah. Moe, like that whole anime trope or yeah, whatever. That's right. So, but again, if you're under 18, don't look this game up. Anyway, <laughs> when it was time to review the game, I did not mince words. I was very blunt. Mm-hmm. I did not sugarcoat anything to the point where I would not have been surprised if the guy, the company who gave us the game <laughs> stopped giving us codes. Because <laughs> you were like, Because Whoa. I was blunt. Very blunt in a way that I don't think any other reviewer typically tends to be when they talk about this game. Mm. So it was the thing that made it the most hilarious, though, is when it was done. In the end, I recommended the game, but said, under these conditions. I like, recommend this game with an asterisk. Like five asterisks. <laughs> a, a few asterisks right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But like at the beginning of the episode, prior to the review, uh-huh. we were talking about old children's toys. Starting with Pogs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then it led into what Tech we Deck. About? Tech Deck. Tech Deck boards. Tech Deck. And I was trash talking to live in daylight out of Tech uh, Deck. Finger skateboarding. It's just. Skateboarding on your fingers, but like not like a handstand. We're talking triple Lindy <laughs> somersault hop with your fingers. Like. <laughs> And now don't get me wrong, as you all know, I'm whatever people like to do. <laughs> <Triple> Lindy hop. <laughs> you know? I just like that. Just like that. Just sunk in. I'm gonna be laying in bed tonight, being like, "What did Pernell say?" Lindy hop. <laughs> like I, 
I get people like what uh, they like, and I'll never knock that. Oh, of course. Me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, well, I, we're both like very similar on that. But we were to the point where we were watching like YouTube videos of like how to ollie with your fingers. And we're like, <laughs> wow, that's a trick I'll never try to do. That's like, uh, my mom won't let me skateboard. <laughs> but like the guy, the company, the guy behind the company listened to that episode. Because I'm assuming they they check these shows sometimes to make sure we're uh, not like of of the Moe Game Company. Yeah, the company that <laughs> not, not, did, the company that did the game not, listened to the not, episode. Not, that we not Tech Deck Enterprises. Oh, not, oh, that would be more international. Fun. Like how coincidental would that have been? <laughs> but uh, they listened to the episode <laughs> they're, they're, and he they're, made they're, sure to say, "What do you got in. against Tech Deck, man?" That's amazing. And I'm like, now you got to show us some finger tricks. <laughs> the game developer was, oh yeah, that'd be the best. Like, I want the, footage of you doing finger tricks with your tech deck. With like explicit anime drawings on the other side of the tech deck. Oh, that would be gold. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would be amazing. Plastic. <laughs> All right, we got to get moving on here. So um, my last track is another absolute classic. This is from Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Ooh, buddy. Um, for the, this is, I'm playing these, uh, the Famicom version. This is Akumajo, Akumajo Densetsu. For the Famicom, because I want to play the music that used the VRC6 sound chip. So I thought it was really, really cool. Um, this is music composed by Hidenori Mazawa, Jun Funahashi, Yuki Morimoto, also known as the Konami Kukahea Club, the Konami Square Wave Club. Ooh, I'm playing the introduction prelude music, because I think it sounds so cool with the extra sound chip. So check this out. Dracula. <laughs> no, this is Hello Dracula. Hello Dracula. You're just going to visit. This was the prelude from Akumajo Densetsu Castlevania 3 for the Famicom. This is the Famicom version containing the VRC6 sound chip, which contained, I think it was two additional square waves, composed by Hidenori Mazawa, Jun Funahashi, Yuki Morimoto. I, I just, something about this intro music, it's got everything. It starts off kind of quiet, 
and then it builds and then it gets dark and then it's really dark and then it builds back up into like a really kind of a almost a major key but that last note like lingers it's weird though it's because so cool like if you like have, well lead in for him did you play you played dragon 3 before right yeah so I, I, also what i want to say is like sonic I feel like Dracula 3 for me. Dracula 3. Castlevania 3. <laughs> Dracula 3. Dracula yeah. artist. Yeah, Dracula harder. Um, Dracula nightmare mood. So, <laughs> Dracula. Uh, oh my God, I'm doing it again. Castlevania 3 for me, I feel like is Castlevania. Like when oh. I think when I, I think I'm going to play a Castlevania game, this is the game I think of. There's a reason why Bloodstained the retro version was done in the style of Dr- Castlevania 3. We yeah. almost all did it. Crap. <laughs> We're doing it to each other. We're doing it to each other now. But, but like, but yeah, I, I love, I love this. So yeah, I, I, I've never finished it. It's hard. It's a hard it's game. It's very difficult, but I love playing it. So like, yeah. the two things I wanted to mention, well, like the reason why I asked if you had played it, like, at the very beginning when this intro plays, mm-hmm. it's funny to hear this without the game footage because that there's like a thunder strike that kicks in yeah, right at, at just the right time. Like you're like, oh, it feels good. I'm about to go kick Dracky mm-hmm. butt. Um, <laughs> Dracky butt. But like it's it just feels so good. They did a great job with it. Oh, it's great. And then the second thing I was going to mention is that um, I can't remember if it was like when Rhythm and Pixels chat first started or some other time. They're talking about the Facebook group. Yeah, but like. I recently played through this game again using mm-hmm. the Japanese version because I wanted to hear the music yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game is still really hard. Oh, like, yeah. It starts out simple enough. Like, yeah. I don't have any difficulty. It's teaching you the, the rules, teaching you the tools. But if then... you take the Alucard route, <laughs> yeah. oh, friggin' forget it. Like, it's tough. They don't even mince words with how brutal. Like, there's what? that one part where the blocks are falling, oh. and if you don't have Alucard to fly, you have to wait out every block and just chase them up. Yeah, And I, there's I a like level of just brutal frustration Ca- to yeah. that. Castlevania is a mixture of... Because like, we talk about these other platformers like Celeste and Super Meat Boy. Those are, those are about speed and precision. Where Castlevania is about precision and patience. And there's there's death. sections, that are, yeah, and death. But there's there's sections that are so slow mm-hmm. that you really need to take your time. You need to remember. You need to memorize. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Castlevania Three not only had the additional playable characters in it, uh, aside from uh, was it was it? Trevor, Trevor Belmont, Grant the Nasty, Grant the Nasty, <laughs> Cypher Belnades, and Alucard, and Alucard. Which is just Dracula backwards, backwards. right? Which is lame. <laughs> that makes it magical. Um, but not only that, but I feel like the graphics were really amazing for the, for the NES at the time, and the music has just got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So Aquarius is still. Well, not, oh. uh, is, wait, is it Aquarius? Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's called, but my favorite track in the game yeah, is pretty much the level like, with the doppelganger the, on it. Yeah, yeah. Down you hear it in the sewers and stuff too, or like the, like with the water. Area. The water stage. Yeah. Definitely, I love that song. But um, but yeah, hearing the opening. The opening uh, introduction music with this sound chip, it sounds new. It sounds completely different, and I like it a lot. It's, you can hear all these different effects that they're able to do with extra voices by like almost like uh, echoey sound effects. It sounds fuller and richer. Um, I, I think it sounds great. I'm not, I wouldn't say that the entire soundtrack is better. Oh, or, yeah, there's or worse. some misses and hits. Yeah, uh, because of the additional sound chip. But this opening is it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go, if you look on YouTube, there someone did like a, a remastered version. It's the original, you know, chiptune BRC six chiptune version, but they separated stereo, so you can actually hear 
all of the, the channels more clearly. And it, it comes out really good. I wanted to play the original for the show, so it's all mono. But it's, it's, really, it's really neat. But that was a short track. So I'm going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round. Bonus! <laughs> oh, now he's got. Now he's got to walk to the. Uh, he's got to walk through the grave. The graveyard. When <laughs> the gate opens up. Why? That doesn't. They not even do that. It should do that. Yeah, it should do. But that. it just goes. <laughs> well, they couldn't. They couldn't do that because otherwise, because with the with the uh, the with the noise channel or whatever, all they can make was, and they couldn't make like a creaking sound. They'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that sounded great on the podcast. Uh, anyway, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. Purnell, what do you have? I picked a whole new game. Did you pick another game too? I did. All right. I felt this would make an easy place to put this game because otherwise, I just I don't think I would have gotten it in the show because I don't. Like well, I'm saying the, 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 the last track of the episode is yours because I didn't pick one. Thank heavens because <laughs> I felt bad for not getting this on the show. <laughs> All right. So this track is from. Super Mario World. Oh, right. It's the athletic theme Eurotech remix. Okay, I'm already loving the sound of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you will dig it. And the remixer was by, is a guy who goes by Gokian. Goken? Gokian. Goken. Gokian. 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 Okay, I, I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs>
I love that keyboard, man. This track is really good. It is from Mario World, composed by Goki and Athletic Theme. I like Koji that. Koji Kondo, before he did those crap tracks from all the new Super Mario Brothers games that I do not like. Anyway, I mean, stop being that guy. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, clarify that real bit, real quick. Uh, I like the new Super Mario Brothers games. The games are great. Yeah, the uh, Odyssey. No, 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 no. Specifically, New Super Mario Brothers. Oh, the New Super Mario Brothers. That's when they were trying to get the retro style back. Oh, that's right. In new games. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the They were problem, multiplayer, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, good. That's good. But the downside to those games was that for some reason, Koji Kondo got to this vibe where he was doing that thing like, I think I even mentioned this on the show before. All the trucks like, wop, 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 wop. What are you talking about that? Yeah. Wop, wop, like, okay. Everything's, okay. everything's got to go weird. Wop, 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 wop. Like it sounded good the first or second stage, mm-hmm. and then I got very tired of it. And then I bought New Super Brothers 2, and this is one of those cases <laughs> where a game is really well designed, but I didn't play through it because I didn't like the music enough to care. Okay, but so, okay, this is also something a little strange. I was not expecting you to pick like a Eurobeat version of a song for I, the bonus I, round. I'm here to surprise. You're usually here with the heavy metal. That's right. I have to tweak it up a bit. You're going to like this one then. Is this a heavy metal version? No, but there's more guitar. <laughs> Ooh, I do like guitar. Okay, this is from... Okay, I, I can't believe I have not played this song on the show, but I did. I picked it for the VGM jukebox because I, this music is incredible. This is from the game Tower of Heaven, which is a Flash game. Oh. It's a really, really good Flash game. Well, I can't believe this is a Flash game and not Butter. It, Cannot believe it's not butter. I can't not not believe it's not. <laughs> that, but, but, I can't but, but, not butter. not believe it's not butter. No, it says Tower of Heaven. Um, the game uh, is composed by the artist Flashy Goodness. I believe is a Japanese composer. I'm not really that sure. Name sounds really familiar. Um, so uh, this is an amazing soundtrack. It's, it's a it's a fantastic game. It's really short. It's done in like a Game Boy style. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really kind of old school looking. Um, this is the, I think it's the theme of the first stage called the Full Moon, and this is the Full Moon Remix, Luna Ascension, um, also remixed by Flashy Goodness. Some Flashy Goodness you uh, got this going there. Is an, this is one of my favorites. I hope you like it.
That was the Luna Ascension Full Moon Remix from the game Tower of Heaven, originally composed by Flashy Goodness and arranged by Flashy Goodness. Of course, I just keep hearing my head like, Alex! Oh, Alex! Oh, man, so good. Lunar. So, yeah, uh, Tower of Heaven is a Flash game and a Game Boy style. Every stage, it's not it's it's difficult platforming, but not not so hard. But every stage has a, has like a, a a law. It's like a it's like a Bible law of like you cannot step on this colored block. You cannot Ooh. jump on this part, and and it gets more and more and more restrictive. And I like gets, the sound of that. It gets it gets really hard and as you're climbing the tower. There's a lot of like hidden secret stuff I never figured out in the game, but the the soundtrack is beautiful. It's all chip tunes. So this was arranged with all these new instrumentation. There's a lot of jazzy sections to it. It's like Final Fantasy Tactics, but not frustrating. It's yes, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, there's different like um, rules. You cannot use stage. no fire spells on a stage <laughs> where you can only hurt the enemies with, with fire, fire spells. Yeah, it's lame. Um, but no, it's it's like um, again, it's like it's like having restrictions on the gameplay imposed on the player that also tells the story along with it. Mm. Um, and it's it's really cool looking. It's really it's really simple. But the music, it, these melodies are beyond anything. They make me feel so good just to hear. And this this remix is, is fantastic. But yeah, we, we switched tracks. Yeah. Like, God, you did it. It makes me feel so good. I'm like, like pure Florida quality orange juice. <laughs> it's like just sunshine. Sunshine in a box. That's right. And, and, and sunshine box. in a flash game, which I don't know if you can play flash games anymore. But <laughs> I'd like to look into this, though. Yeah. I no, thought, but you are right, though. We totally did switch tracks. <laughs> yeah. This is um, a track that I could have picked easily. Yeah, and it's vice versa. It has kind of a Falcom sound team kind of kind of thing going on. I think it's the speed and the, and the violins is what gets it for me. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's also an executable that you can download and play. So for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artists, SoundCloud, SoundClouds, and Bandcamps, and everywhere where you can get the music and support them. All right, thanks for joining us on episode 18-3 of Rhythm and Pixels, our favorite platformers. And I'll be blunt, this episode was, of all the favorites we did, this is probably easy, the toughest the toughest one we did. It was. I was like, there's a lot. I mean, it, it, it fixed a lot. Now, there's something interesting that um, I, I had thought that you would have chosen some 3D platformers. That's the thing. Like, I love 3D. There's a number of 3D yeah. platforms I like. Um, though I guess a number of them are probably more considered to be adventure games. But I think at the end, when I think of like core platforming, it usually ends up being 2D. Because when you give access to 3D, you don't get access to some of my favorite elements, which is like the speeding, the speed aspect of it. It's hard to do a 3D platformer that focuses on speed. Yes, because it's hard to see what's next or what's in front of you or behind you. There's... Because you get two a, types. A lot of complications there. Yeah, you get two types. You get the 3D one where you're on a rail, mm-hmm. and the camera just kind of turns and twists. And while that does work, it still kind of disorients you sometimes when the game's like, now turn right here. Yeah. Um, and then the other version of it is full range of motion 3D platforming. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, how it's hard to get the the, the speed element because you'll find yourself constantly stopping and recorrecting your yeah. alignment before you move again. And Sonic the Hedgehog has been trying so hard to find that that, that good mix of 
full 3D, kind of half 3D, and how fast can we still make it? And know? I think, honestly, yeah. Generations nailed it the best, where they basically say, no, we, we realize the 3D variants need to be a rail, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of dodging and evading and, and we, <laughs> the ability to change routes as Wait, you run through the stage. Do you think like they made all the mistakes so other developers don't have to? No, they just <laughs> kept know? making mistakes <laughs> they because just they just didn't mistakes. know any better. <laughs> and whenever you thought they were getting it right, they'd release Sonic Forces again. Uh well, I think this might be our, our last episode for a while now. Just where we just our, our favorite styles of games. But I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad we got this one in because there was some really good music in this one. Oh yeah, and it's just good to just talk genuinely about just games where the focus is just like I like these games. Yeah. So I mean, obviously now we got to focus on what the next episode is going to be. We, we might have another topic to go with, but at least for now. I'm contemplating the idea like games Rob should play. Yeah. So we can look into trying that, but if we can't, if we don't get enough emphasis on there or something, uh, we'll focus uh, on it. We'll come up with another topic. Uh, there's, other, there's other great topics we have listed somewhere. I'm sure on your pads of paper somewhere. I actually have two already at home. I already have as an idea for so we have at least one for sure. But it'd be interesting <laughs> to hear be like, oh, well, we are going to the. Rock games Rob should play a bit. That could be funny. You come in and it's just a, 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 the pad is completely filled of just all work and no play and make Purnell something. Something. <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> Go crazy. Arpeggio effect. Arpeggio. Rob the Arpeggio. <laughs> oh my God. That's, just, that's a joke just for me and you. Oh yeah. yeah. Arpeggio effect. <laughs> Um, all right, so before we close out the show, uh, we should say that the end of June, I think it's June 21st, uh, we will be at Too Many Games. We just confirmed it. Uh, we'll be doing the Rhythm and Pixels podcast live at Too Many Games at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Which now has me thinking. We need to come up with a good topic for that. Yeah. So now I got me thinking. Like, I think we should be. I think we should make it weird. I think we should make it really weird. Weird hat. I feel like every time we do a live show, it's always like history of something or let's introduce people to this but it should be like this is games about glasses (laughs) games you'd fall down the stairs to what no every one of these games features a bottomless pit (laughs) (laughs) something like that so uh, that should be fun games your grandmother would play (laughs) games about your grandmother oh that would be very awkward yes very strange very awkward if we found those games Um, and also I want to give a shout out to some of my Backups, some games that I didn't pick uh, for this episode. Nin- Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, that's a good selector. Uh, Tiny Toon Adventures for the NES. Yes. Love that one. Uh, Fez. Yeah, that was, you were all about Fez. Put a lot of time into Fez. And um, the newer one, Inside. Hmm. Loved Inside. Um, I almost picked some music from that, but the music is very, very um, atmospheric. I feel like I'm very flighty on my alternative picks because, again, there's just... There's more games that I've played than I even remember until they're brought up. But yeah. off the top of my head, uh, Buster's Hidden Treasure. Yeah, that was good. Um, let me see. Klonoa, any ver- any version of Klonoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Bionic Commando. Oh, yeah. Either regular or rearmed. Rearmed, I play a lot of rearmed. A lot of, that was good. It's a jolly gem. It is. That one. That's an interesting platformer because you can't jump. That's right. <laughs> and it's brutal. We actually, Matt and I, I'm not sure when he'll have the episode done, but he and I actually did our Pernell and Matt play games for the first time in like a year. Oh, did you do the original or did you rearm? We did the original Bonnie oh, Commando. Cool. I can't wait to see that. I hope it, you, fun I hope. fact, we did beat it. It was my first time completing the game. Oh, no kidding. I never played through it in its entirety. Well, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, if you have suggestions about music, topics, or if you are a remix artist, or if you know a remixed artist or band and you want us to get in contact with them, we'd love to talk to them, hear about them, hear from them. 
uh, send a message to our email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. If you'd like a full track listing from all of our episodes, access to all of our episodes and access to all the other fun stuff that we're doing on um, YouTube and, and Purnell's work on uh, heyporplayer.com and the SML podcast, go to our website, rhythmandpixels.com. Yep. And if you want to check us out on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, it's just Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. On Facebook, there's a group called the um, Rhythm and Pixels, Rhythm and Pixels Chat. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the website, uh, rhythmandpixels.com. We have links to our Discord server, which um, everyone's talking to each other. Every once in a while, I'll chime in with a meme. Every once in a while, I'll pop into. I'm more of a Facebooky guy, but I get better here and there with the Discord component. If you if you direct message me, I'll, I'll respond. But otherwise, I don't look at it too frequently. Um, go to YouTube.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels. You can check out our our 24/7 uh, video game music radio station there, um, playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. Also, um, mixtapes from past episodes and audio from new episodes. So it's check that out. Lots of stuff there. It's a good time. Uh, again, it's just audio, just music, delicious just, audio, just music. Um, yeah, and then go if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash RhythmandPixels, and you can support us that way too. You get access to a monthly live stream of us recording the show. It's really just us goofing off with friends, goofing off. Yeah, it gets really goofy. Um, that's a lot of fun. You get access to um, mixtapes of the most recent episodes, usually. And we also like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode. So starting with that Nick Walker. That Nick Walker. That Nick Walker. Alex, the messenger messenger, who has been a lifetime supporter of the show. He really has. Yeah, we should, he should get like a medal or like an award. Well, I need to get into my blacksmithing skills first yeah. to be able to pull that off. He gets like a hunk of like, just like. Here's some iron. It's just like a square piece of metal. Like <laughs> this is the special rhythm in pixels metal. <laughs> it's meant to represent a square wave, but it's no wave involved. Uh, we'll, square. we'll get in touch with you, Alex. Um, I want to thank Steve Miller. Of the, the band? Of the band. Uh, the Authic- Autistic Gamer 89. Cameron Worma. I want to thank Christopher Shenstrom. Damian Beckles. Bobby Arson of the One Up Funk Band. One Up Funk. One Up Funk. I feel like I'm describing his band as One Up. The One Up Band. <laughs> one Up Funk. I want to thank Wicked Sephiroth. OK Impala. Carlito. Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Mm. Henrik Anderson from the Commodore 64 focused Camouflage podcast. Brian Pitt. Morton Gangso. Chris Marie. How you doing? <laughs> I want to thank Jupiter Jazz, Solus Sanctuary, Mix Six Master, John Jekyll, Joe Vasallo, Chris Steenerson, uh, David Smith. And David Smith. And the rest. <laughs> Here on Rhythm and Pixels. Uh, I'm imagining like a big, like, like all they're all like they're in a little square looking at each other. But like. I can't see across that guy. Yeah. Who's over there? They're like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> How did we end up here? That better not be a Game Boy. Did I thank Michael Bridgewater? You did. Of the Forever Sound Version podcast? You did. Did I actually say that? You did. I think I need Fun to Fun fact, actually. He <laughs> and I are going to do a music swap. Ooh. It's happening soon. He asked, he messaged, he did not forget. It's going to happen. Mm. So I got to come up with a cool list of tracks that you played that I would play in my car. Oh, I like it. And I'm not sure if I'm going to pick some non-VGM for it, too, but I'm debating it. Yeah, I would, I would love... He's got... He's got crazy, like his tastes are all over the board. So mm-hmm. he loves he loves demo scene and, and C64 music. 
I know that's his jam, but he's also obsessed with like hip hop from the American South specifically. Mm-hmm. And really, really into like, like I know he's in that punk band. Yeah, so that's, it's going to be really interesting to see what he sends over. Yeah, so I don't know. His, his tastes are all over the place. I, I'm like losing it. I'm really tired for some reason. Yeah, this is probably the latest we've ever recorded an episode. Not yet. I'm the night owl. Rob is not. So right. you can see how the energy levels are switching. Yeah, that usually happens. We kind of kind of glide right past each other, but that's okay. So, um, yeah, I think we should plug maybe your your next thing with Ed. Um. I, yeah, we could though. I don't know when, when we're officially out. recording. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. It's going to be a toss-up, but basically, I'm going to be on the VG Embassy, recording with Ed. The topic is going to be shoegaze. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird because uh, for those who aren't in the know, this is a weird topic to do for VGM. Like, I don't even think there's been much capacity to have shoegaze-esque tunes. Mm-hmm. Up until like the later um, later years of VGM and the technology being able to um, encompass it, so it should be a trip. Like I'm doing my digging, but it should be at least nice to be like, hey, let's discuss these crazy games. I'm excited about and that. these tracks that are VGM and not so VGM even. Um, it'll be fun. Yeah, I, I, I like shoegaze, but like you love shoegaze. Oh, that's you, my you, baby. You like, you like like shoegaze. That's right. I yeah. want to marry shoegaze. <laughs> It's going to be good. I want to take Shoegaze to the Sock Hop. Well, you're going to have a good time. Ed's a great host. I want to take Shoegaze home to meet my mom and dad. You're taking Shoegaze home to meet your dad, Ed? Yes. Ed's like, here's that Shoegaze. <laughs> you're going to have Pernell back by 10? And of course, Ed, all, all, she, all she did, <laughs> Ed, of course, Shoegaze is going to go, oh, <laughs> my dad's just going to just look down at the floor <laughs> and just... Going with trance, and then I'll be home ten hours later. Ten hours later, like, what happens? Where? How did I get here? It was a great dance. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the show, um, Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a safe week. We'll see you next time. And remember, failure. <laughs> what? It happens. It sucks. No one looks forward to it. No one wishes to experience it, and nor should they. Failure blows, and yet at the same time. It's going to happen because nothing is, no one's perfect. Nothing is set in stone and nothing will always go as you want it to go. That goes for love. That goes for life. That goes for anything worth pursuing. However, one thing worth noting is that if you shy away from failure, one thing you can guarantee yourself of is the fact that you'll never succeed at it either. You have to try. You have to be willing to endure to overcome basically learn from those mistakes as well and just ultimately come out better on the other side it sucks and it's difficult but you, sh- you gotta keep going this is actually a topic i'm really passionate about yes like you have no idea oh like failing it like the the acronym the the acronym is there's an acronym for failure fail it's first attempt in learning i like that yeah and the the for people who do agile software development, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about failing fast, quickly, so you learn, do the next thing. Yeah, buddy. Don't look back. Well, I mean, you look back. You learn from it. <laughs> Honestly, this is one of those where I needed my darn self. But so, looking think about for, that. Looking at work, looking for love, looking for cheat codes. Everything is just yeah. coffee. Yeah, just got <laughs> plug away, man. Plug away. And that goes for all the listeners too. We'll get it, we'll knock it out together. Keep at it. We're here for you. We're here for you. Better believe it. We're here for you. All right. Good night.
Good night, Good night.